Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer, and we are going over the new schedule. All right, the Big Ten has released the new 2020 COVID uh, sanctioned schedule. The Maize and Blue have got their schedule, and before we go into that, let me go ahead and say one thing. Thank you guys so much throughout this whole time. Uh, Obviously, it's been hard on everyone, but the numbers of this podcast just continue to grow and i don't know exactly how it's happening i can only imagine it's word of mouth by you guys by i like to call you my maniacs but i'll be quite honest with you you've got a new name you guys are now the silent majority okay because you would never know by by some of the interactions we have on 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 the internet on the internet i sound like my dad but you know on facebook or or Twitter, or Twitter's my fault. I haven't been on there very much. I'm actually kind of scared of it. Uh, Can't trust my mouth or my fingers to type the right things. Also, or Instagram. I got got a steady few, but you wouldn't, um, you would think that I had a struggling or fledgling um, kind of podcast by some of the responses I get. And that, but then you check the numbers and the numbers are doing great. Um, It's only a small drop off from the, when we had a full season. You know, when we actually had real news going on, when this actually was a real thing, you know, when life wasn't dictated by a virus. So whatever you guys are doing, uh, the word of mouth, uh, guys, keep doing it. So silent majority, I'm, I'm speaking to you guys now. Continue the word of mouth. Tell your buddies, tell your friends, tell your grandmother, tell anybody who loves Michigan football and can sustain or listen to a few F-bombs dropped here or every other word. Whatever it is, just let them know. Continue to keep these numbers up. I've just been nothing but impressed with you guys. Uh, so let's get into the housekeeping. And this is where we grow it. Uh, guys, <laughs> go to my Facebook page. Go to my Instagram and leave a review. Apple Podcasts as well. Leave a review. And I will send you a sticker. Uh, I'm Actually, now I'm going to work on the silent majority. Uh, the Silent Majority sticker will be coming out soon, and uh, you can put your name on it. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'll figure out a cool way that we'll get the Silent Majority podcast or Silent Majority sticker. But go ahead and leave your leave a review on either one of those platforms. Hit me up. Tell me what platform it was and your vital information. If you want to make up a fake name, I don't care. Just give me a valid address or PO box, and I'll send you a really cool sticker. I've got some new ones coming out. Obviously, COVID has screwed that up too, so it's a little bit uh, slow moving at this point. But guys, just continue to go. I'm going to start hitting Twitter a little bit more. I don't know if I'll tweet, but I'll start posting some stuff. Um, but just thank you. Like I, I've noticed the numbers are just getting up higher and higher, and that is all because of you guys. It's all because of the the vocal and the silent majority that I have going on right now with my fans. So thank you so much. So let's get into this, right? Uh, so 2020, Big Ten has come out with the schedules for for everyone. Uh, <laughs> I have to say, I don't know how Indiana, first of all, continues to get that precious sweet spot of the trap game before Ohio State. I don't know if when these schedules are being handed out or created, they have to be 
in some type of strip club with the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten uh, commissioner and uh, Ohio State, obviously, in Indiana, because they're cracking cheeks with these dudes at these fucking night at these fucking strip clubs, and they're getting great. I mean, prime real estate type uh, schedules. I mean, give me a break. Have you seen the ridiculousness of some of these schedules? Once again, Indiana, I'm not that worried about them because I think if we're hitting on all strides, we'll crush them. We're back at Indiana. That's fine because we got the the home and home. We got back to back home games against State, so that's awesome. We're going to kick Little Brother's ass once again, and it's going to be even more embarrassing this year. But um, Indiana got that sweet spot. But let's look at Ohio State. Let's look at their their schedule because they are obviously cracking cheeks with the Big Ten commissioner because this is baloney for a team that's supposedly that amazing. Why do they why shouldn't they be playing some hard teams? Well, I mean, let's just look at it, okay? Uh we'll get into Michigan soon because actually uh I was at first I was kind of disappointed that we had the schedule, but the more I look at it, the more I like it, the more I see the ebbs and flows of our of our schedule and I think it'll keep us focused a little bit more and at the end of the season more than likely if we do as well as I think we will, um, we'll have more of a resume to to tout and to get us further along if there is even a playoff or whatever happens this year. But Ohio State, look at their first four games before their bye. Uh, week one, Illinois at Illinois, back home against Rutgers, that uh, that you know juggernaut of Rutgers. Um, then they go on the road to. Purdue, yeah, that's a scary one, um, and then Indiana. Then they're off a week. Then they come back and they play that that killer, that giant killer, Nebraska. They limp. <laughs> they'll be limping into East Lansing after that sound thrashing I'm sure they'll take against Nebraska to Michigan State. And then we are their first their first real test of the season. And if you go back through the last two seasons, most people wouldn't even say that we're even a real test for that team. So depending on how you view us, depends if they've even played a rough team or not yet. And then they followed up with Maryland at Maryland. Ooh, that's scary. And then they go at, they go to Happy Valley and play Penn State. They have another bye week, and they finish up the season with Iowa at the, at the uh, horseshoe. Now, as we all know, um, home home field advantage is going to. Oh, jeez! Sorry about that. That's my phone, apparently listening when it shouldn't. Um, but then they finish it up with Iowa, and as we all know, home field advantage isn't going to mean dick this year. Uh, where where exactly did they have a hard? Where do they? I mean, we have they have three three potentially hard games, three. And they're all, I guess you would say, backloaded. But, I mean, even then, they get every other week to prepare. I mean, every other week? Come on, man. Now let's just look at ours for a second. Because I'm going to get into uh, who I think has some of the hardest schedules. And the daunting task that Nebraska has during a four-game period is ridiculous. But... 
Then let's look at us, right? Okay, we start off Purdue at home. Fantastic. Boom, right into Minnesota, at Minnesota for the little brown jug. And now, you know, we're going to be fighting the uh, Colt, the Colt team, the uh, Fleck Colt, as I like to call them. The uh, let's row the boat or smash each other in the heads with the oars because we're just so freaking sold in and we're just so all about our uh, deity, uh, PJ Fleck. Uh, we have to play them second game of the season. Then we go and play Penn State. We don't even get the every other game routine or pleasure that um, Ohio State. I guess if Jim Harbaugh wasn't as God-fearing as he seems to be and is cracking cheeks with Ryan Day and the Big Ten commissioner at, you know, the booby hatch or uh, butt jiggles, whatever freaking uh, strip club they go to to do these phony baloney deals, well, maybe then, if he was making it rain or paying for a few lap dances, maybe we'd get the every other uh, courtesy. But no, right off the bat, which is fine, because I like us, because we had the revenge tour last year, or no, a couple years ago, and I keep this focused, so I'm good with this. I'm actually kind of happy with it. I, I don't like the disrespect that Michigan always has to play one of the hardest schedules, if not in the nation, but in the Big Ten for sure. And Ohio State can just cruise. Now, you can look at it one of two ways, right? You can say, well, uh, Ohio State won't have played a real game, so they're not going to be ready for the tenseness of the Michigan-Ohio State game. They don't fucking fear us. They could give two shits about us. So there's no tension there. They are walking in thinking they're going to whip our butts. And I'm going to get to that in a minute about what Justin Fields and Ryan Day may have said to Jim Harbaugh and what annoys me about Instagram in that segment. But right now, I like that we have to pay attention. I like that we have to stay focused, but it's still kind of a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Because potentially you're looking at Purdue, Minnesota, bang. Then you come back home and you play Penn State. Now, Penn State, that's always been in the last couple years since Harbaugh's been there. We're 3-2 and two against them, but the last three have been every whoever's home wins. Now, I would assume that has to do with the home field, home field advantage with the crowd. Now, that, that this is basically a neutral field, neutral site type of game. The crowd's irrelevant, so we'll see actually who has to, you know, who has the best team. Now, our offense going up against Penn State's defense actually may be a great challenge, but I'll be honest with you, with Micah Parsons uh, opting out this season, I don't know how great. And plus they lost uh, Gross Mato to the NFL and probably a few others that I didn't even bother to pay attention to because, let's face it, they're Penn State. They're not Michigan, so I don't give a crap. Uh, I mean, they're not even Little Brother or Ohio State, so I don't waste my time with Penn State for the most part. I mean, they lost K.J. Hamler to the Broncos, and the only reason why I know that is because I'm a Bronco fan. Grew up in Denver, Colorado, so I'm going to know that. Nice pickup there, uh, Elway. About time you start drafting you know, a little bit better than the last toilet years that you've had there. Um, so getting back to it. So then, boom. Okay, we get we get Rutgers. I'm glad. Thank God we got that one. Rolls right into big little brother. So with that, you know, it's a rivalry game, so you can never take them too lightly. Even when we dominate them, them dominated them for decades, every once in a while, if you didn't take them seriously, they'd jump up and bite you. Now, you know, I don't think that's going to happen this year. And a little little brother note: we also took their one their one shining star of their twenty twenty one 
uh, recruiting class in uh, <laughs> in Anthony, but Antrell Anthony <laughs> was such a lock for Michigan State, and we nabbed him in the last moment. And maybe it wasn't even uh, he was so on Michigan State's level. Like maybe he's always been kind of a Michigan lean, and we just didn't know it. But I want to thank Giles Jackson for being one of the best recruiters for Michigan football as a player. Like, probably one of the best. Him and J.J. McCarthy are really killing it right now. Try and get some major players to come our way. And and you can see the result and you can see the actual um, benefits to it, right? You can actually see the fruits of their of their labor. Uh, so we, we get what should be a pretty easy easy job like easy game against michigan state we get the bye week then we roll into indiana at indiana once again that one's tough i mean because you because they're not tough because they're indiana right they're coming up sure they've got a few decent players okay fine i think they won eight games last year that's great for them i mean that's hall of fame numbers for their coach Uh, you win eight games in indiana they think you're the football jesus so fine let that be the case but still if we're rolling and we're focused indiana shouldn't be a problem but it's that one trap game now it's again obviously every year it's indiana then ohio state so, you know, I don't know. Maybe we've gotten over it because we worked Indiana's ass. We cracked their cheeks like uh, Ryan Day and the Big Ten commissioner did over at the Booby Hatch or uh, Booty Jigglers or whatever that strip clothes was that they made that fantastic deal to get that wonderful schedule. But that we were cracking cheeks like they were at that strip club on 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 Indiana last season. So maybe we've avoided this and we can no longer consider it a trap game. But... Any game before Ohio State, I'm always going to be worried about. And then you get Ohio State. So that's fine. You can say we had three pretty easy games with the bye going into Ohio State. That's fine. But uh, going in, we hopefully, I mean, worst case scenario, what, we're 4-2 and two at that point? I think we're going to be 6-0. and oh. I think we're going to blast the, uh, the cult that we know as Minnesota football. The I hail, I love P.J. Fleck. Uh, cultists over there. Um, I I think we're going to beat them by ten, like at least ten, maybe two touchdowns. It might be close, but I think we I think we break it open at the end. And then Penn State, I think it's close for a half, and I think we pull away. I think we're going to be going six and zero going into that Ohio State game. But well, let's just say worst case scenario, we're four and two. Well, Ohio State has barely even broken a sweat at that point. And the toughest game that they've even faced, maybe Indiana, maybe, you know. So whatever, I'm sick of talking about Ohio State until what annoys me on the uh, Instagram segment of this program. So we'll keep moving on. Then we've got Wisconsin, right after Ohio State. So it, what it looks like right now is that we have two absolute trap games and one letdown game, right? And the two I'm speaking of is Purdue, because you got Purdue, and then you've got Minnesota. So, and as we all know, Michigan sometimes is not the greatest starter. <laughs> We're not the greatest uh, first game team you'll ever see in your life. Now, I know I said I wanted to play Ohio State. I get it. I know what you're going to say. Uh, first game. Uh, maybe I should have said second. 
<laughs> to be quite honest, just because uh, after thinking about it, yeah, I mean, we're not the greatest first team, you know, the fast start team. So, um, so we got that. <laughs> We've got Purdue as a trap game because we could be legitimately looking towards the cultists, the cult known as Minnesota, which, hey, they've earned it. But Minnesota's going to be down because Rashad Bateman also has opted out of the season. And I don't know, you know, who they may have this year to even back them up. Because, like, once again, uh, they're Minnesota, so who really gives a crap about them? Unless they can put together another four or five seasons. And, I mean, I'm being nice when I say I'll start paying attention to Minnesota after five seasons. Uh, Once you get into a real division, let me know. Once you've actually put together a few seasons. And when I say a few seasons, good seasons... I want to see you play Ohio State in that. I'll at least admit that Ohio State is the cream of the crop of the Big Twelve, or the Big, the Big Twelve, the the Big Ten right now. Of course they are. I get it, right? But if Minnesota never has to play that, I mean Minnesota this season only plays Michigan. They well, they have a three-game stretch where it's Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin. But let's face it, you've already have to play those teams every year in Iowa and Wisconsin. Or a variation of the two. So I'm not giving you credit for that. That's something you have to do. That's like saying that you actually drank water today. Big effing deal. I don't care. That is just something you do. Uh, I don't see Penn State on that. I don't see Ohio State on that. Now that's two to three years now that they haven't played Ohio State. I don't want to start hearing people sing the praises of Minnesota when they haven't played the top-notch level of competition that Michigan and Penn State play every season. So... Uh, get out of here with this Minnesota nonsense. But still, uh, because they had an 11-2 and record playing mostly high school teams last year, we'll at least give them a little bit, a minuscule amount of respect. So we'll say that Purdue is a uh, trap game, right? And then, obviously, like I told you earlier, Indiana could be or could not be a trapped a trap game. But for what I've had set up here, we'll just say it is because obviously we play Ohio State the next week. Now, the letdown comes with Wisconsin, right? Uh, I think if we lose, which... Oh, if we lose to Ohio State, which everybody and their mother thinks we're going to, and it hurts to even say that we will or we will not because I don't know what to think of this team and their mental makeup. I don't think Ohio State has much more talent than we do. I just think they have a mental edge over us, and I... I, and I can't speak to the mental fortitude of this Michigan football team because I don't know uh, what their leader, who their leaders are going to be, first of all, and how their leaders uh, acquired that mantle and how they handle when everything goes crazy. So if Harbaugh really uh, got that Navy SEAL to help them with leadership, learning how to teamwork, how to, how to strive through stress, well... Hey, maybe if that guy was good, maybe they got Jocko Wilmick. Who knows? But whoever they got, if he if he broke through to some of these cats, uh, yeah, maybe we win that game. So if we win that game, let's just say best case scenario, we beat Ohio State. Could be a complete another letdown because we are completely oh we are hung over from the victory of such an amazing monumental win against Ohio State because we haven't beaten them in eight years or something like that. That. I could definitely see Wisconsin coming into to the big house without any fans and beating us. They're very capable. They are a boring team to watch play football. 
but that's just like their state. They're a very boring state, so what do you expect, right? But still, very capable of putting a beat down on us if we do not come to play. So being happy hungover with the Ohio State win definitely could be a problem. Or we could fate or we could come off an, another ass whooping from Ohio State and lay down and give up against Wisconsin. Right? Um I've seen it I've seen Michigan do both. So I don't know. And I've also seen Michigan lose a close game against Penn State, come back the next week and whip Notre Dame. So I don't know what team this is going to be. I, I have high hopes for our Michigan team, but I don't know what mental makeup we're dealing with yet. I think I do, and I would love to say positive things about the leadership that we have coming back, and I know I've had said some things about some of the leaders that I think we have, and I think we're in very good hands, I hope, but I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, one thing I do know is I'm happy we don't have Shea Patterson anymore behind the center. So that's a positive. But who knows? We'll see. Um, you know, Wisconsin, that'll be a tricky one. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to go out on the limb. I'm going to say we win a close one against Ohio State, and then we blow out Wisconsin because I think they're going to be so jazzed up, another old man term, really jazzed up, that we beat Ohio State. And I really want to believe. I'm putting it out there because I want to believe that Michigan's turned a corner on its mental maturity. That we can have good things happen to us. And we don't have to fuck up the next week. So I want to say we're going to whip Ohio, we're going to whip Minnesota. I'm not Minnesota, Wisconsin. Then we'll mop the floor with Maryland after that. We'll get a nice little break. And then we'll whip I mean, and will whip North, I mean, Northwestern. Thank God Northwestern, last game of the season, a nice little, uh, you know, speed bag to punch while we just hopefully go into a Big Ten title. Uh, that would be awesome. That would be great. Now, um, I think it's great that they've worked in two bye weeks. The Big Ten has worked in two bye weeks for every team just in case you have to postpone or cancel one week because of, COVID testing or whatever may happen to one team, and then you reschedule, blah, blah, blah. I'm glad we have the two the two uh, weeks there. Um, now, I've gone over most, but let's, let me go over who I think got absolutely hosed with their schedule. There is Nebraska and Purdue, and I'll even throw Indiana in there, have got some of the hardest schedules I've seen for fledgling, struggling, uh, Big Ten teams, right? These are the kind of stretches you expect to see a team like Ohio State play because they've got the talent to deal with it, right? They have the absolute, not the coaching because Ryan Day's a douche, but they actually have the talent. So, Nebraska, look, I mean, look at the four game gauntlet they got to run. Uh, let's see here. Week. <laughs> week three, Wisconsin. Week three, Wisconsin. Week four, Iowa. These are at home. Week five, Minnesota. Uh, oh, actually, my fault. Wisconsin's at home. They play Iowa at Iowa. Then they come back home to play Minnesota. And then they go on the road to play Ohio State. I mean, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, and Ohio State, and two of them are on the road. 
Uh, I don't know what Scott Frost did to piss off the uh, big one, the B1G's commissioner. Uh, maybe he doesn't pay for lap dances, or maybe he only goes to bars on happy hour or something. I don't know, but wow. Uh, for Nebraska com- being a complete stinker, a complete turd of a team right now, <laughs> I, I don't know what they did to fucking get that one, but that's awful. Um, now look at Purdue. Purdue's not much better. I mean... Yeah, week one against Michigan. Uh, week two, well, week one at yeah, I said at Michigan. Week two, Iowa at home. Week three, Ohio State. Then they get like a bye week, and <laughs> then they get another break. But week six, Wisconsin, and week eight, Minnesota. My God, man, Purdue. They have one player. Oh, my dishwasher. That's what that's what happens when uh, you work in the you know when you're. When your studio is your kitchen slash dining. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Purdue had has really one good player, and that's Moore, right? Rondell Moore. I mean, he's scary. But he's in one of those completely position-dependent type roles. A wide receiver, no matter how great he is, if his quarterback doesn't have enough time to make the reads or if his quarterback sucks... Like, look at Nico Collins being stuck with Shea Patterson. The kid dominates, could have dominated plenty. I mean, could you imagine what Nico Collins could have done with a Joe Burrow? I mean, give me a break. But, you know, he had this, the legally blind Shea Patterson. So, with Syndergaard or Sindelar, whatever that kid's name is at Purdue, I mean, he's good, I guess. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's going to set the world on fire. You know, he kind of he kind of reminds his gameplay kind of reminds me of a Nate Stanley a little bit uh, a little bit more mobile Nate Stanley. Uh, okay, decent. We'll get the job done. Could hit Rondell Moore, and Rondell Moore will you know do the rest. But like I said, Rondell Moore is a wide receiver, so he's dependent on the quarterback to actually do something. So you take you take out the quarterback, you get rid of Rondell Moore. You know, plain and simple. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, I don't know what they did to get that schedule, but they got, they really got bent over and lubed up. I mean, this really should have been the, who got the Vaseline, the Vaseline schedule this season. And then Indiana, uh, they, I mean, they're a little bit better of a team, obviously, but they still kind of got screwed. I mean, week one was at Wisconsin, week two, home against Penn State, week three, I believe, let me double check. Oh no, week three they have Indiana, but then week four they're at Ohio State. Take a they have a uh, they have a bye, and then they are away at they're away at Minnesota, and then and then they are home against Michigan. I mean, jeepers! I mean, they they could legitimately, I mean, and legitimately be one. They could be one in five by the time they they face Maryland. One in five. I mean, Wisconsin, that's not going to be easy. That's more likely a loss, especially since it's at Wisconsin. They go home against, uh, they're home against Penn State. Then they can beat Illinois, but Illinois might be a t- more tough, might be a uh, tougher team than we think. You never know. They had that one big win against Wisconsin last year. They beat, they came back and beat Michigan State. No big throw there. But they also gave us all we can handle until, you know, this third quarter or whatever. 
Um, yeah, so they could legitimately be one, one in five. Holy moly. That's not great. That's an awful, awful schedule. And then they close out with Maryland, Rutgers, and Maryland. I mean, Michigan State, and then Purdue. So, I mean, they can get back to being respectful, but being, I mean, what, six, five and five? <laughs> Oof. Oh, wow. Indiana may have a, a, my goodness. That's not good. I mean, Nebraska has it the worst because they'll be two and two and four by the time they face Northwestern. They may become three and four. They'll lose to Penn State, so three and five. And then Purdue and uh, and Michigan State, those are toss-ups, so who knows. But, oh, my God, Indiana. It's got a rough one. Um, yeah, I just, I you know, I don't know what is going on with all that. But, hey, that's that's the schedule as, as or out of the teams that I care to even mention. But let's get into the, uh, oh, let me see if I can find it here. Let's get into what annoys me on on Instagram. Now, there's some things that I've I've mentioned. I, I wouldn't say they, this really annoys me. I'll, we'll get to the stuff that really doesn't annoy me at first, and then we'll hit finish up with the two that do. And I've already mixed in these, so I don't actually. You know, I'm not even going to bring it up because uh, one was uh, Micah Parsons not playing, opting out. Same thing with Bateman. I was going to put those into the Instagram thing, but. We'll just move on to the third one, which is, um, now I saw this on uh, Instagram, and I kind of liked the question, so I'm, I want to answer it, and it doesn't really annoy me, but I like it. Will Andre Selden be the most impactful freshman? Um, I would love to say yes. I would love to say yes, because I think... He plays a corner in the cornerback position that isn't as deep as the other positions where I think there are more impactful, maybe impactful players, like the wide receiving core. Um, before A.J. Henney or Roman Wilson can even play, I mean, they've got guys for days in front of them. You know, you've got Nico Collins, Ronnie Bell, you know, Mike Sanders still. You've got Giles Jackson. I mean... Cornelius uh, Anderson, or, or no, is that, yeah, right, Cornelius Anderson? No. Oh, my, I hate when I forget kids' names. Anyways, I mean, he's got a, just, they have a long list of guys that are above them and that they're going to have to kind of filter through and, and work. But, uh, Selden, though, I mean, you've, you've got Gray and you've got Thomas, DJ Turner, uh, you could legitimately find a way to get Selden on the field, even if it's in dime packages, nickel packages, whatever. You can get him on the field, and just by the position he plays and that it's not as deep as some of the others, I think that will help him become the more um, like more impactful impactful freshman he's not going he's not going he's not going to bow down to anybody he's going to rise to the he's going to rise to the occasion yeah he'll get burned a few times because he's he'll be a true freshman right but the dog in that kid the absolute fight in that kid is so impressive and i he's going to work hard he's going to be vocal and that's another thing i think he his his talent and 
is only matched by his leadership. And I can't wait to see what this kid does years later with Michigan. But this year, yes, I think I think Andre Seldon will be the most impactful freshman we have. Uh, just because he, he's in a position right now that is very limited in, in players who can be there. And, I mean, we just don't know about the rest, right? Like the Green Brothers or DJ Turner or... Whoever else that could be there. See, I don't even know. And this should be my job as the host to know the deep of the of the uh, position. But I'm just going to say, I'm going I'm going to say that uh, Seldon's going to be the man. Now, getting into the two things that annoy me. One isn't so much that it annoys me. I just want our guys to adopt this kind of. It annoys me that that Ohio State said this or a player from Ohio State said this. So that annoys me in general because I, I'm really beginning to find the hate for Ohio State again that I think I pushed off onto Michigan State um, for a long while. Uh, but Justin Fields uh, said, 24-7, said, has this quote. And I, Justin Fields says, I don't really care when we play the team up north. I just want to play them and beat the brakes off of them. Now, if that doesn't irritate every Michigan football player, because it drives me insane to hear this stuff, I I want to scream and yell and drop even more F-bombs than I've ever dropped in one podcast before because I cannot stand this shit. I just can't. I can't stand listening but he has every right and look how much he's focused on playing us like he knows they in in his eyes they're already going to beat the brakes off of us he just can't wait to do it because we've given him no reason to even doubt that that's what they're going to do to us and that's our fault that's our fault as a team it's our fault as a fan base i mean even at home thank god that no fans are going to be played no fans are going to be in the games because let's say we played ohio state at home I'd be fearful that they'd have more Ohio State fans there than Michigan fans because of what we saw last season. I don't know what we've done that we feel like we've given up on this. And this is prime proof. This is proof that they do not care about us. They mark it down as a W every year. Now, if that doesn't irritate you, now I know this is was supposed to be a rumor, but <laughs> but this is the thing that really chaps my ass um, is this last one and then we'll close but okay <laughs> I saw this post and it said uh, now I'll just read the post it's a picture of uh, Harbaugh at the end of the game shaking hands with Ryan Day um, okay <laughs> this is very irritating uh, it says while on a call Ryan Day was talking and suddenly Jim Harbaugh interrupted him to say that Ohio State was violating the rules having on-field instructions and in drills, which are not permitted until Friday. Harbaugh brought up Al Washington by name and mentioned a picture that surfaced with Washington working with some of the Buckeye linebackers. They fired back, how about I worry about my team and you worry about yours? Okay, I'm sure that all happened. Then this is the part that really irritates me. Now, it has been reported elsewhere that Day also said to Harbaugh, while on the call that Michigan better hope there is a mercy rule because Ohio State is going to hang 100 on you. However, Day did not say that on the call. Now, I'm sure he did. 
<laughs> and if he didn't, that's what he thinks. Even if he didn't say it, which I'm 90% sure he does. He looks like he kicks out walkers from old people. Him and PJ Fleck, I think, go around slapping kids in the back of the head and kicking dogs when they're not looking. I really don't, I, I don't have anything really nice to say about Ryan Day. I'm sure he's a nice guy uh, to his family, maybe. But uh, everywhere else, he looks like a mouse. I mean, he kind of looks like Splinter from from uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, uh, just if Splinter was uh, even dumber. Like, if, if Splinter was mentally deficient in some areas, or slow, or uh, whatever else you want to say. But that's what Ryan Day looks to me. You know, um, yeah. I, I think he said this, and I want Michigan players to blow this post up and look at it every fucking day. Every day they should be looking at this and getting fucking pissed off that this rat-looking son of a bitch just told your coach had so much, so little respect for you as players and your coaching staff that he's going to hang a hundred a hundred on them. We don't even know if he can coach yet. We most of us believe that Urban Meyer coached that team last season and let Ryan Day just get his feet wet and let him, you know, like daddy letting the little boy get, you know, get credit for all the work that daddy did. I mean, wasn't it even a, a freaking Ryan Day was reading from a piece of paper at one of the uh, post conferences that you don't think. Urban Meyer wrote for that stupid motherfucker. Okay, I'm sorry for cursing so much, but I, I can't take this. If this doesn't chap every single one of the Michigan Wolverines, like coaching base or football players, even if it's fake, this is how they really view us. If you cannot find the hate in your effing heart to go just every day, hate them. And get out there and hit hard every fucking game. And just play harder than you've ever studied, harder than you've ever done. Catch a fucking ball because or jump for it. Because you know you have to do it to beat this fucking team. Like this should this should ignite this 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 fan base, let alone the team and the coaching staff. Like wow. I hate I can't tell you how much I hate this. I hate this more than anything. I may hate this more than I hate my ex-wife. And I'm kidding. I don't really hate my ex-wife. Uh, she hates me, but for no good reason. But uh, seriously, I, I can't. This hurts. This really bugs me. And I'm having a hard time dealing with this one. Because when you look at his stupid, smug fucking face, you just want to slap it. I mean, just not even tell him it's coming. Just slap it. You know, like like Kurt, like Kurt Russell in Tombstone when he just slaps the piss out of uh, the the card dealer, uh, Billy, whatever his name is, can't even remember the you know the guy uh, who played the the slow guy and uh, Sling Blade. Anyways, I only remember the name after I get off. Trust me, I just want to I just want us to slap them so hard, and I just want both. Justin Fields and Ryan Day to have the two worst days possible all because we made that happen. I don't want it to be a fluke. I don't want us to barely win. I want us to put 50 on this team. 
I just, please, please, God in heaven, please football Jesus. Now, I know I usually don't pray to the football Jesus or college football gods until the season has started, but please, silent majority, get in with this with me right now. If we can all just pray to football Jesus that he allows us to bitch slap, to tombstone bitch slap the Ohio State Buckeyes this year, and just have Harbaugh do this death stare and be petty Jim after that. Please, please, football gods, please let us get this. I beg of you. I've been good. We've all been good. We've dealt with eight years of horseshit from this, this awful, awful team. This stupid, sister-loving boneheads who i just want to say so many bad things right now we 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 deserve this we deserve this as a fan base now i don't want to sound like i'm begging because when a player when i was a player i never begged i just went out and hit harder i just went out and tried harder i went out and did things now i feel helpless because all i can do now is hope that these players feel the same way i do the honor it is to wear that winged helmet. The honor it is to be a Michigan Wolverine. And you're just going to let these freaking morons, these bobble-headed nitwits, just talk so much shit and just be so blatantly disrespectful. Oh, please, football Jesus, let us get this. Now, I'm going to end it here. But, uh, guys, once again... Silent majority. God bless you. I love you. Um, guys, go to the go to the fan page. Put in a review so this way even more people get to find out. Guys, tell your friends. Whatever you guys are doing, continue to do it. Even do more. Even if you're not doing anything, do more. Just tell your friends. Say, hey, this guy's kind of wacky, but I like the way what he says about Michigan football. He loves Michigan football. And I'm independent. I don't have anything backing me, man. So I don't get any of the inside scoop uh, like some of these cats do. And my podcast is still better than theirs. So please, just tell your friends. Make this a movement. Silent majority. Get out there and tell your family members who are Michigan diehards about this. Um, and let's just change. Let's just get me up there, man. Let's, let's make this one of the best podcasts of Michigan football ever. And let's, let's make people take notice of our movement. <laughs> The Maniac Movement by the Silent Majority. All right, guys? Thank you so much. Once again, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.